Thanks to a Ken Burns PBS six-hour documentary on Ernest Hemingway, the life and career of one of America's greatest novelists is once again in the public spotlight. The most important American writer to emerge after World War I, Hemingway was a larger-than-life figure whose novels, with their sparse and direct style and their focus on confrontations with violence and death, both captivated and disturbed readers and influenced generations of young writers. Beyond his writing, Hemingway's passion in life included deep-sea fishing, big-game hunting, and bullfighting. He was a boxing fan and often invited reluctant friends and guests to put on the gloves and spar with him. While he was fascinated by sports that involved violent confrontations, there is no mention in the documentary of any interest on Hemingway's part in the less violent game of baseball. Yet baseball plays a key role in what many regard as Hemingway's most important novel, The Old Man and the Sea. Published in 1953, The Old Man and the Sea won the Pulitzer Prize. A year later, Hemingway received the Nobel Prize in Literature. No writer who knows the great writers who did not receive the prize can accept it other than with humility. For a true writer, each book should be a new beginning where he tries again for something that is beyond attainment. He should always try for something that has never been done or that others have tried and failed. Then sometimes, with good luck, he will succeed. When Hemingway wrote The Old Man the Sea, his reputation was on the decline, and many critics thought his best work was behind him. Hemingway's answer was a novel about an old man who challenges the sea to catch one last big fish. Despite his age and his pain, he manages to catch a marlin so large that he has to tie it to the side of his skiff, only to have the great fish destroyed by sharks before he can sail back home. The novel takes place in Cuba, where Hemingway was living when he wrote The Old Man in the Sea. Cuba, for decades, had been a hotbed for baseball, and the late 1940s and early 1950s attracted a number of big league players during the winter to its highly competitive Cuban leagues. That Hemingway was aware of Cuba's passion for baseball and knowledgeable about the game becomes obvious early in the novel when the old man tells the boy who has been befriending him that he will read the baseball in the newspaper to him. When the boy expresses his fears about the Yankees, his favorite team, the old man tells him, have faith in the Yankees, my son. Think of the great DiMaggio. Yeah, but I fear the Indians of Cleveland and the Tigers of Detroit. (laughs) The old man then tells the boy that in the pennant race in the National League between the Dodgers and the Phillies, I must take Brooklyn. But then I think of Dick Sisler, who hit those great drives in the old ballpark. Hemingway's choice of Sisler, who had an average big league career, seems odd, but in 1950, likely the year the novel takes place, Sisler, the son of St. Louis Brown's great George Sisler, hit a dramatic home run in the last game of the season against the Dodgers to give the Phillies the National League pennant. In their conversation, the old man and the boy also talk about baseball's greatest managers and mention Hall of Famers John McGraw and Leo DeRocher as well as Cuba's legendary managers, Dolph Luque and Mike Gonzalez. Luque also had a successful career in the major leagues and pitched for the Reds against the Black Sox in the 1919 World Series. Gonzalez was a longtime coach with the Cardinals and became Major League Baseball's first Hispanic manager when he took over to finish out the season when the Cardinals fired Frankie Frisch in 1938. For all his talk about baseball, 
It's the character of the great DiMaggio, whose father was a fisherman and inspires and comforts the old man. Everyone knows that you are the great expert of baseball. No. Yes. <laughs> yes. And my friends and I, we were discussing about DiMaggio and why his hits are so few these days, and we thought that perhaps being an expert, you know, you might have an opinion. When he's playing with an injury, a spur in his foot. You see, I knew something was wrong, and now I know why. I know why he runs like an old woman. You're mistaken. Even with an injury, DiMaggio runs like a deer. During the worst moments of his ordeal at sea, he remembers that DiMaggio, even while suffering from a painful bone spur in his heel that threatened his career, came back to lead the Yankees to a World Series championship in 1949 and will again in 1950 against the Phillies. Early in the novel, the old man tells the boy, I would like to take the great DiMaggio fishing. In his own way, the old man does take DiMaggio out to sea with him. Late in the novel, when he suffers so much pain and exhaustion that he's on the verge of collapse, his thoughts turn to baseball and the great DiMaggio to give him the courage, Hemingway's grace under pressure, to keep up the struggle even in the face of inevitable defeat. This is Pete Peterson for Reading Baseball.